Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, so today's podcast episode is a replay of our weekly live call that we host on YouTube. This is a recent replay where myself and Esther from Team Clever Girl Finance talked about the importance of setting boundaries with friends and family, and we went over the three most common scenarios, and it was such a great conversation. As I mentioned, we recorded this live on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel, so you're going to hear us laughing as we engage with the audience on this very, very important topics. I hope you guys enjoy tuning in. Welcome back to our weekly um, live show. Esther is here today (laughs) in place of Yasmir and she will introduce herself. Hi everyone. I hope you're all doing great. My name is Esther Bangura. Um, I'm the operations manager at Clever Girl Finance and nice to be doing this live with you again, Bola. So today we're going to be talking about um, how to set life and money boundaries with friends and family. This is an important topic. So we're going to get into that. Before we talk about that, I wanted to make a few announcements. So at the end of December, on December 28th or 29th, we're going to be having our live annual goal setting call. So if you're not on our email list, go join our email list so that you can get specific details. We're going to have a working session as we always do. It'll last around an hour and we're going to sit down and lay out our plans for success with our finances, careers, and et cetera in 2023. So we'd love for you to join us for that. And then if you guys are holiday shopping, you're looking for gifts, we have the best gifts for you. <laughs> Definitely pick up the Clever Girl Finance um, book set. Um, there's four books in the series. For those of you who are not familiar, there's the first book, Clever Girl Finance. There's the investing book, Grow Your Money. There's a side hustle book called The Side Hustle Guide. And then the newest book called Choosing to Prosper. And these are available everywhere books are sold as ebooks, audiobooks, and of, of course, physical copies. And then stop by clevergirlfinance.com to check out our planners. We have uh, life and business planners, life finances and business planners, especially as you step into the new year and they make great gifts as well. So as I mentioned, the topic is how to set life and money boundaries with friends and family. And this can be a touchy topic because as much as you love your your friends and your family members, there are times where um, you really have to pause and see, okay, how do I set a boundary that doesn't jeopardize our friendship, but also avoids me feeling disrespected or feeling frustrated, right? And having those boundaries in place are really important for good health, healthy relationships, healthy mental health, (laughs) 
and it just helps you have good relationships. So we're going to talk about why setting those boundaries can be difficult and how you can set boundaries with your friends. So Esther, have you had trouble setting boundaries um, <laughs> with anyone in your life? <laughs> Of course not. Everybody just behaves themselves and they don't trouble me or cross boundaries. Um, I have, and I feel like I've got better at setting boundaries, but then you know how it is. People always like to test, you know, the limitations that you set. So I'm excited about this live because I feel like I have to reinforce certain boundaries. You know, there are a few reasons why it is really important for you to set boundaries. Number one, um, there might be ways that your friends and family don't respect you. And it could be in certain aspects, like when it comes to your time, when it comes to your money, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your relationship or your partner, there could be areas where they really just don't respect anything that you have going on there. So you need to set a boundary. Um, there may be areas where you just feel like you're getting taken advantage of by friends and family where you may not have thought you need to set a boundary, but you actually need to set a boundary. And then it's also possible that um, because you don't have the boundaries in place, your friends and your family are even unaware that they are doing something disrespectful or hurtful or irritating. And as a result of not having those boundaries, you can start to feel anger. It can create stress. It can create resentment. So those are some of the reasons why it's really important for you to set boundaries, right? Uh, sometimes you may not realize you need to. Sometimes um, people may be taking the fact that you don't have those boundaries for granted. And for all of those different situations, it always manifests on you, the person who has not set the boundary. Because half the time, other people don't know or they don't care that you have a boundary or don't have a boundary in place. So headaches, stress, not being able to sleep, anxiety, depending on what the situation is, it can be really, really stressful. So, uh, what do you? Th what are your thoughts, Esther? <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like, it's not always other people's fault when they cross boundaries. A lot of the time, if we've not stated that you know this is a boundary, these are my limitations, then they're not going to know better. So, I think communicating our our boundaries is really important, um, especially if it's the first time that somebody's done something to hurt you. A lot of the time, they they don't know. I think where I get like upset is where I done told you, you know, like time and time again, and you feel like the person is pushing it. Then it's like, what do you do? Do you, you know, reinforce the boundary or do you kind of cut ties? But yeah, it is really difficult. It's not an easy. Thing to do, but it's important, as you said, because it's the way that we can protect ourselves, our emotions. But also, I think it's it makes relationships better when there are boundaries in place. Definitely agreed. So let's get into some specific scenarios as to when to set boundaries and how to set those boundaries. So number one is your friend or family members are basically taking up all your time. They have no regard for, for your time. So this friend or family member is often late for meetings that you set or appointments that you set together, or they may overstay their welcome. They don't know when it's time to go. <laughs> Or they get mad at you when you have to leave because you have your own commitments or you are busy. Um, so how do you navigate this this friend who is taking up all your time, upset when you have to go, always late, disrespect, disrespects your time? Uh, the first thing you want to do is basically tell your friend in advance, this is when I'm available, right? This is when I'm going to be here. Uh, if they show up late, 
feel free to leave when you said you were going to leave. So we said we were meeting at two o'clock. I've waited to two or five and you're not here. Guess what? I'm going to carry my bag and leave. And when you get there at two 30, you will not find me because I'm setting the boundary around my time. <laughs> and then when they call you or they text you all mad, listen, I came all the way. I got there. You were not there. You can just tell them, well, you disrespected my time. You were not on time, girl. And I told you I had somewhere to be. <laughs> so that's what you do to the friend that's taking up all your time. What do you think, Esther? <laughs> I I totally agree with that. And look, I'm not the best timekeeper, right? But um, I know my place and I know how to like respect and value other people's time. But this was something that I had to do with two of my friends. So I have two friends that we always hang around together and we went for afternoon tea. And I know that you love afternoon yeah. teas, Bola. Um, and the, they're always late, right? And I kind of got fed up with it. And so we were having tea and I just said, look, you you ladies are always late. Um, and it was very uncomfortable because they wasn't expecting me to say call them out on their lateness because I'm also late for things but I had to let them know because when you're going out you're planning things you have to be there at a certain time a lot of the time they don't hold the table for too long so in moving forward what I do now is if I'm planning you know us going out I always give like I tell them to get there half an hour before anything needs to happen so that's how I've kind of overcome that but it's a real issue in a lot of relationships it definitely is. Uh, Andrea said, we need to learn to set boundaries early because people will continue to do what you allow them to do. So yeah, once you've, I mean, sometimes you get to a point where this has been happening for years and you, you've just gotten that realization that you need to set boundaries or you're taking certain aspects of your life seriously and you need to set the boundaries. But as soon as you can set them, you want to set them. And sometimes, especially when it comes to the time wasters, um, when you call them out on it and you set your boundary, you may find them counter attack. So they may you know, not invite you to things or not tell you about things because you're too busy, you're too busy for them. And you know what? That's okay, right? Maybe that really helps to, to that maybe that is the eye opener to really the value of the friendship or relationship that you have with them, especially if they feel that, especially if you have told them how you feel and they continue to disrespect you and then now add salt to the wound by saying, well, you're too busy. So guess what? We're not going to tell you about things because I called you out on being late or wasting time. But it's fine, right? Sometimes it's it's situations that open your eyes to who people truly are uh, and that's okay too. So do not let people waste your time. So the second scenario of um when to set boundaries with friends and family is when their money problems are becoming your own problem. <laughs> Right. And this is basically when a friend or family member is constantly wanting to borrow money from you or they're asking you to pay for things when you go out together. And it could be simply because you told them six months ago that you got a raise or you got a bonus and now they know you have money. So, oh, my God, Bola, I need to pay my bills. I haven't been able to pay my bills. Can you pay the bill? Oh, we're going out to eat lunch. Girl, you just got that raise. You should pay for lunch. You should pay for the vacation. You just you work for the big company. You make a lot of money. Right. So they start making their money problems, your problem. And then even when you tell them, oh, you know what? I have plans for my money. They start to say things like, oh, well, I'll pay you back. Isn't it it's just this amount of money. You have the money. Just pay for it. How do you solve this? Well, the first thing you do <laughs> is say no. Hell no. <laughs> Can you pay? Absolutely not. I brought enough money to pay for myself. 
I cannot cover your bills because I guess what? I have to pay my own bills. A lot of times people forget that when you're making, even if you're making a lot of money, you still have bills, right? So you may have gotten a $10,000 raise, but you still got your student loans. You still got your, your insurance. You still, you still have all these bills to pay. You're still trying to pay off your credit cards, right? $10,000 cannot pay all of that off and then support your friend's lifestyle. So you have to be used to saying no, right? Um, you can specify as soon as you get out to the dinner, to the lunch, hey, can you just, hey, waiter, uh, we're all going to get separate checks. That's the that's the number one indicator. This is not even a conversation you have to have with your friend because you've told the waiter, you've told the restaurant, oh, by the way, when we check out, just give us all separate checks. They'll get the message. And then you can very bluntly let them know, you know what? I am no longer lending money as of today's date. I, I'm just no longer, it's a new principle in my life. I'm no longer borrowing anybody money. And sometimes as a result of this, especially when it comes to money, you may need to distance yourself <laughs> Nafisa said mercy. <laughs> no, but you may need to distance yourself from these people because they get upset because, oh, now she has money and they start making a big deal. So when your friend's money problems are becoming your problem, your family members, say no. For family members, I know people who set up dedicated accounts where they, this is an account where they put money in to help their family. And once the money is done in the account, they're done. And the answer becomes no. So you think about, you have to think about what works best for you. Esther, what do you think? Cool. So I have to call myself out on this because I was that friend that borrowed the money. And this is before my Clever Girl Finance days, right? So I had one particular friend who she was quite money savvy. And instead of taking payday loans or using my credit card, she would be my go-to. So I'll borrow money and then payday comes, I pay her back. So she knew I'd always pay back. But actually, when I started my um, financial journey with Clever Girl, that was one of the first things I called myself out on. And I called her up and I said, hey, Ange, listen, I'm really bad with money. If I ever call you to borrow money, it's never a life or death situation. <laughs> and she just couldn't stop laughing. But I realized, actually, it's never a life or death situation. So I think it's important also for us to set boundaries for ourselves, for other people. So my friend may have found it difficult to be like, hey, Esther, what's going on? You're always borrowing money. But I realized that actually that's a boundary that I needed to set, especially if I wanted to grow in my finances and manage it, manage it better. But um, I do agree with you, like the money thing when it comes to friendship, it's a very touchy you know, subject. But I think once you lay up front, as um, somebody mentioned, just lay the boundary from the get-go. You get to the restaurant and you're like separate checks. Everybody's paying for themselves. I didn't buy drinks, so I'm not paying for everybody's drinks. I think it just makes it easier moving forward. That's funny that you told your friend uh, when you call her to borrow money, she shouldn't answer him. <laughs> So there's a couple comments. So Mary Bishop said, I definitely keep our finances quiet with friends and family because I try to keep things like what you're speaking about from happening. Um, you know, that is true. But there are some people who are good assessors, right? They will look at the neighborhood you live in. They'll look at the car you drive. They'll look at how often you get your nails done to gauge. There are people who are good at gauging your wallet. They are good at gauging. They'll look at your, your shoes and your bag and then, hmm, how much money? I, I know they have money, so I'm going to ask, right? Some of them will even say, oh, well, you know, based on this restaurant she picked, it looks like she has money to spend. So there are people like, it doesn't, if you, it doesn't matter if you hide 
your whole life and you go to hang out with them in rags, <laughs> they're still going to find a way to spend your money. So being able to say no is really, really uh, important. And Dolly said, talking about money is considered taboo, but it's often necessary. Yeah, sometimes you just have to say, and honestly, to me, honesty is the best policy. No, because I'm saving for this. I'm paying for that. I'm doing this. We all have financial goals here. Sometimes you just need to be transparent with your goals right? So that people understand why you're saying no, not that you need to explain yourself. Um, earlier on, I mentioned people getting defensive. And Andrea said, do you think they become defensive because they don't want to admit they are wrong? Yes. They don't like the fact that you've called them out. So they get defensive. And this is human nature. Right? A lot of people do this. Uh, you know, But sometimes you need to set the boundary for your own well-being. And it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Nafisa said mercy again. <laughs> What is happening with your boundaries, Nafisa? We want to know. <laughs> um, so Claudia says, I don't like the aspect of lending money to family or friends because after that instance, some distant themselves away, especially when, when it's time to pay back. That is true. So something that's really funny is that when I, I did the Ryan and Kelly show um, about three or four weeks ago, and the day I was there, we were talking about financial etiquette. And one of the topics was loaning money to family and friends. And the Ryan was not there. So Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos, was um, her co-host. And during the break, he, he came up to me and he said that, you know, when it comes to loaning money to family and friends, because people ask them for money a lot because they have a lot of money, right? They're huge TV and, you know, celebrities. Uh, he says that the minute somebody asks him for money, the relationship ends right there. Because in earlier on in his career, when people would ask him, especially family members would ask him for money, it always turned into something over the years. And then the relationship ended eventually. So he saves everybody the trouble. <laughs> and he's like, so we don't fight. So we don't have resentment. So we don't have, you know what? The fact that you've asked me for money, the relationship is finished. I was like, wow, that is kind of hard. He's like, it works for him. So if that works for you, <laughs> then that works for you. Dahlia says they make you feel like the bad person when you say no. Sometimes it's okay to be the bad guy. It's perfectly fine. Andrea said, if they can do all that to gauge your wallet, then they should be able to figure out and gauge why they don't have it. You know what it is? They never can. <laughs> the people who are the best at figuring, it's like, what's that saying? Look at the pot calling the kettle black. They never look at their own black bottoms. They're always worried about your own black bottom. Like, you haven't figured out why your pot is black on the bottom. You're worried about why my kettle is black on the bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Esther, you're laughing. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm just, I'm relating to all of it, totally relating to all of it. And I think the people that I know that sort of count my wallet is people back home, you know, because I'm in England. They think I, you know, work for the queen and I get paid lots of money. So they're the ones that I have to look out for. They don't want to hear that you have bills to pay. They're not interested in, you know, inflation, cost of living. They're just like, you're overseas, you have money, send it to me now. So I often have to set boundaries with them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's a lot of emotional management. But at the end of the day, you have to put yourself at the forefront because guess what? The, the truth is that these same people who you have to set the boundaries for, if they were on the other side, they will cut you off immediately. They will tell you, heck no, immediately. They will like they wouldn't even hesitate to be like, nope, 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 nope. So like you have to put yourself first. In this instance, sometimes you have to 
to exhibit a little bit of selfishness to get ahead with your goals, to get ahead with what you're trying to accomplish, right? And then Joy said, it's better when they distance themselves because they are those you help out once than they expect you to give them money every time family members. Yes, I was reading a book and it was about a girl who got married to a wealthy guy, right? Her husband was very successful, started working in her husband's business. And she had an uncle who had been playing her father figure. And once he came to ask her for money, he was very hesitant to ask. And she's like, you know what? Let me give him money. And then he wrote her a letter saying that he's going to be expecting the same amount of money every month <laughs> since she's now married to a successful guy and they have a successful business and he's the one who raised her. And she's like, what the heck? How, what kind of warm worms did I open by giving this man money once? He now expected a monthly salary. So yes, Joyce, you are right. Um, like if you know that you can't handle it, don't even get involved in it. And then the third scenario is, this is the one that I love. You get unsolicited advice. Nobody asked them for the advice, but they have advice to give you. You know what, Bala? You're sitting right there minding your business, but guess what? I actually do not like the sweater you are wearing today. I don't like it at all. Like, did I ask you if you like my sweater? Does it? Those type of people, right? They will give you their opinions and their ideas when it is not necessary, right? Um, if you're both talking about a situation, you know, it is normal that you give your opinion, your friend gives their opinion, but sometimes people, you're just minding your business and then people just have so much to tell you about what it is that you're doing, right? Um, and if you find that sometimes you brush that off because it happens, right? Even I'm guilty of giving unsolicited opinions, but if you find yourself in a position where you, you start to get irritated because somebody always has something to say, without you asking, then it's time to set that boundary. And that means, number one, you don't give too many details away about whatever it is you're doing, your finances, your career relationship, so that you don't get that unsolicited advice. A lot of times it's because you've given them ammunition that they feel they can talk to you and give you any kind of advice you didn't ask for. And so you can say things like, you know what, that's an interesting thought, but I'm going a different approach with this. And if that doesn't work, you can just simply say, you know what? I don't need your advice. I did not ask you for your advice. Well, don't be that harsh. You can just say, thank, thank you for the advice. <laughs> thank you for the advice, but I, I don't need it. But the bottom line is, if you keep getting unsolicited advice, share less. What are your thoughts, Esther? I totally agree. And one of my favorite things to say is, thanks for sharing. You know, like when somebody gives me advice that I didn't ask for, that I know I'm not going to take on, I just say to them, thanks for um, sharing. But also what a boundary that I've set for myself as well is if I am sharing, then I make it clear to the person like why I'm sharing. And I just say, I'm just letting you know. So I don't need you to give me advice. I'm just letting you know. Or if I do need advice, then I'll be like, OK, this is a situation. I need your thoughts on this specific thing. Because then it's clear what I want you to contribute towards. But yeah, I think we all have that family member, that auntie, you know, <laughs> in the family that always wants to give her advice or what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should raise your, your kids, what kind of wife you should be, what kind of, you know, how you should behave in your job. So we all have that. And I think, um, yeah, thankfully, I'm just like, thanks for sharing. That was really helpful. And then you have the cheeky ones that would come back. So did you do the thing that I said? And then that's when it gets a bit complicated. 
Yeah, so Dahlia said the advice is as good as where it's coming from. And that is so true. You know, it's like you are a great cook and you make all these different meals. And then somebody who does not know how to cook is coming to give you advice on your cooking. But excuse me, you don't know. You've never cooked before. You don't know how to cook. So why do you think you're the person <laughs> to give me advice? So you also want to be mindful of who it is that is giving you the advice. Because sometimes... They may come with good intentions, but they really have no experience and as a result, no business giving you the advice. And it, it it's it's very true, right? It's like somebody somebody who has never had a baby giving you their experience on childbirth. They may be able to share what they have heard, maybe to share other somebody else's experience, but like if you've never gone through it, you can't give the advice. There are a lot of things that people ask me about. I'm like, listen, right? I had a C-section. I cannot help you when it comes to natural birth. I, I, I'm just not your girl. But there are people like, whether whether they or not they have experienced it, they will find an experience and advice to give you. Sometimes you don't need it, right? So, um, oh, so there's a great question, Esther, from Mary. And she says, everybody's cracking up in the comments. Mary says, any ideas on what to do or ways to handle when your spouse wants to always help family, but you're trying to get ahead and out of debt? I have a friend growing, going through that. I told her they need to chat. That's a tough one, right? Uh, you have a partner who is always trying to help everybody and you're trying to focus on your goals. Um, I think I, I think in that instance, go ahead, Esther. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned um, a really great tip um, earlier on just about like having a fund that's for family. And then once that fund is you know, depleted, then that's it. So maybe they can have a conversation about how much they can realistically afford as a couple to pay off their debts, pay their bills, as well as help family and agree on that amount. And then once it's done, it's done. Um, I think it is a very difficult thing, especially if the partners, the, the family members that the partners helping, if they're immediate family, like parents or siblings, then it can get a little bit um, complex and sensitive, but it's a conversation that they need to have and agree on an amount that is there set aside to help. And then once that's done, it's done. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, and sometimes it can be touchy, especially with a partner who feels obligated, but you need to have that conversation and say, hey, listen, I just need to remind you of what our goals are jointly, right? Um, and just be able to have that conversation while minimizing conflict and have them see where you are coming from. You're not saying they don't help, but there needs to be a limit based on your income and based on your goals as to this is how much we're going to help each month. Um, Andrea said the people who give unsolicited advice are armchair quarterbacks. So these are the people who ain't never run the field. They've never picked up the ball, never caught the ball. <laughs> but they sit on the sidelines. It's like the backseat driver, right? <laughs> You're going too fast. Slow down. No, no, no. Accelerate. But listen, you're in the back seat. You don't even know how to drive. You're not even here driving. You're giving me all this advice. <laughs> and we all have one of those people, friends, family. And a lot of times they come with good intentions. But, um, you know, there's, I don't know if I shared it with you, uh, Esther. And coming from the community I come from and you come from, because we're both West African, is, you know, aunties are the queens of unsolicited advice, right? There's a trending video about um, your typical African auntie, and there's a girl who's getting dressed to go out, and the auntie comes into her room and lies on the bed and says, look at your dress, your stomach is popping, 
like you're six months pregnant. <laughs> she didn't ask her. She's like, this color doesn't suit you, right? It doesn't look good on you. <laughs> so this is stuff that you deal with every day and you have to learn how to build that confidence to say thank you, but no thanks. Keep your advice to yourself. I did not ask you. You have to determine in your life where you need to set the boundaries. So just to go over again, um, you know, friends that take up all your time, set the boundaries. Friends and family whose money problems are becoming your problem, set the boundaries. People who are giving you advice you didn't ask for, set the boundaries. Those are the three most common areas. And again, you don't need to share all your goals with everybody, all your plans with everybody, because it gives them the opportunity to give you unsolicited advice, to ask you for money because they know you got it. <laughs> And to waste your time because you know what? That girl is rich already. She, she has nowhere to be. She has money. Where is she rushing to? Um, <laughs> Claudia said, oh my God, aunties are always correct from those parts. Yep. You can never, listen, you can never fight an African auntie. Like if, if you try to argue with them, they'll give you the counter attack and then the counter to the counter attack and then the counter to the counter of the counter attack. <laughs> They have they always have something else coming. So yes, it's important to have healthy boundaries. And you know what? Once people get used to your boundaries, once people see that you have boundaries in place, it makes relationship easier. And a lot of times they won't test you. They may try it the first couple of times you set the boundary, but after that, they won't test it because they know that you are standing from your boundaries and you're not going to relent. And that's going to help minimize the stress, minimize the, the resentment, minimize the anger, right? And everybody knows where everybody stands. And so having those boundaries helps you avoid from avoid things being vague and unclear to being here is the line. Here is the clarity. And it just helps everybody, right? It helps you. It helps them. <laughs> and it avoids conflict. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think it, it's a difficult thing to do, but I think you feel so much better for doing it, right? Um, and at the end of the day, like Paula said, people don't mean bad. Sometimes they're just unaware. They're just not aware of their behavior. And it might take you having to point it out. So do show mercy, show grace, um, and just have those difficult conversations. Pick the right time to have them. Like be mindful of calling people out in front of like a group of people because they may not respond well in defense. So pick when you're going to like set the boundaries and have the conversations. Um, but I think, yeah, they're important to, to have for sure. I would add that as you set your boundaries for other people, make sure that you're also aware of other people's boundaries too, right? You don't want to be the one who has all these boundaries and then you're completely disrespecting. <laughs> you're disrespecting other people's boundaries because then your boundaries like are not valid and that can cause even more conflict. So you set your boundaries and you're respectful of other people's boundaries and you may, they may not agree with your boundaries. You may not agree with their boundaries, right? But the boundary has been set. Everybody stay respectful. And if people are just being difficult about boundaries, then it's time to reevaluate the whole relationship to begin with, because maybe they are showing you who they really are and it's time to move on from there. Right. And that's perfectly fine. So that was our topic today, setting boundaries. And you know what? This is a great time to talk about setting boundaries because Christmas is here. And those people who are expecting you to travel to the end of the earth, to buy everybody gifts. For some people right now, it's high inflation. It is super expensive. You know, you may not be able to accommodate everybody's requests in your life this holiday season. So set your boundaries, right? A new year is coming. You have goals to achieve. 
setting boundaries does not mean becoming the Grinch or becoming, what is his name, Ebenezer Scrooge or, you know, becoming a selfish person. It just means prioritizing your wellness, right? And creating a balance. So keep the, keep that in mind. So as I mentioned, we're going to be having our annual goal setting session in December after Christmas Day. So around the 28th or 29th, we would love to see you there. It's going to be an incredible session and our replays are going to be here for you guys to watch of the lives and of our weekly Sunday video. Uh, Andrea said homemade gifts all around this day. You know, I can make you a card, fold the paper, <laughs> sign it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I would piss some people off so badly. <laughs> Bola, I was just going to say, I don't need a card from you this year. It's fine. I don't need a card from you. I can make it for, for you right now. Where's the paper? Anyway, we're having way too much fun here. Thank you so much for being here. Please check out the Clever Finance books. Everywhere books are sold. They make really great gifts for the holidays. Check out um, the planners and then stop by cleverwellfinance.com. We're still going to be having daily content on the blog. Uh, our podcast is still going to be ongoing weekly. And we're still going to have the weekly Sunday videos. So the Sunday videos drop at 10 a.m. every Sunday. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.